Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Beal Applied Innovation Center. With our host, the host with the most, John Gutierrez. Hey, John. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm your host, John Gutierrez, Senior Vice President at the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Thank you all for tuning in to our community podcast show. We're here with a special guest today. She's board member at the Santa Ana Fide School District, developed and allocated funding for 56 wellness centers that provided mental health services through the district, led efforts to secure over 50,000 COVID-19 vaccines for the Santa Ana School Districts, which of course are teachers, families, and community members. We have a special guest today, Ms. Valerie Amesqua. Welcome, Valerie. Thank you, John. Thank you very much for having me. So... As everybody knows, we usually like to get to know our guest. Uh, so we'll go into all the other fun stuff that we have here to go over. But we'd like to get to know you as a person. Wish to share a little bit about your family, who you are, where you grew up. So if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I have, first of all, a 30-year-old son. His name is Michael. I say that. I'm very proud. I'm married to Sam Marin. Um, yes. He shout out here. to Sam. That's right. Shout out to Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and he's my rock. And um, I grew up in San Santa Ana and partly living in Garden Grove was raised by my grandmother. My parents were very young when they had me. I'm product of teen parents, which I love and adore my parents. Uh, my mom was 14. My dad was 17. So you can imagine I was raised by a village, I like to say. A beautiful village. And nice. so I'm the on my mother's side, I'm the first of 100. I think now we're at 131 grandchildren and great-grandchildren. I'm the what? first grandchild. Wow, yes. that's a big familia. Yes, on my mother's side, she's the first of 10. And then on my dad's side, I'm the first of nine of his children and then multiple, multiple cousins. Wow. Um, I spent 30 years with the Orange County Probation Department as a supervising probation officer. I worked in the area of the gang suppression, gang intervention, Domestic violence, sex crimes, and organized crime. That's some deep stuff. Very deep. Very, very deep. Um, I loved my career. Um, You know, did the suppression end, but also the intervention end, right? There are people who truly want to transform their lives, and I'm very proud of that work as well. And then currently, um, as you stated, I'm on the Santa Ana Unified School Board. Been there for eight years. Five of it is board president, board vice president. And then my last meeting uh, after eight years is going to be on November 8th, which is election day. I'm really excited about that. Nice. Yes. Nice. Congratulations. Thank you. I- I'm pretty sure you got your hands full, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> There's never. I'm actually far more busier now than I've ever been in my life. So I love it. Tell us a little bit about, if you don't mind us going back a little bit, during the pandemic, what was that like? I mean, the schools, they're going through so much. Can you share some of that story of all the challenges you guys face? How did, how did you guys manage all that so i will tell you that being on the board of education during the pandemic was probably one of the hardest times of my life as you know but i could just shared my work experience my career 
it was very clear what my job was, right, as an officer. But being on the school board during the pandemic, you had families that were suffering um, deaths. You had families that were without food. You had families without housing. Yes. You had families without vaccines. So Santa Ana was hit the hardest, as we know. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was told, no, we don't have any vaccines for Santa Ana, so I called friends that I have. Um, Assemblymember Daly was my first call. And we had a meeting at 6.30 a.m. with elected officials in Santa Ana. And then the ball started rolling. I asked them to assist me to make sure that we had vaccines for our families in Santa Ana because they were suffering. Yeah. And they were without. And a That's lot of awesome. people did other work, right? People were working in different pockets of the city, but addressing the needs of our school community was a priority to me. So we opened up Segerstrom High School and every Monday for months, we were out there with Dr. Patel. We were out there with Rite Aid and Walgreens, mutual friend, Dr. Susie Guerra and all of her staff. And Mr. John Palacio, the other board member, he was there with me. Every Monday we were there from sunup to sundown. And I was not just standing there because I'm a board member. I was taking temperatures. I was walking people in. Because at that time, as a leader, and at any time, you roll up your sleeves and you do the work. True leadership is about serving other people. And I felt that there was such a great need to be present in the community and address their needs. And so just my family alone, we had nine funerals um, on my husband's side. I'm sorry to hear that. And so thank you, John. And so I know how hard it was for my husband's family. So therefore, I can just imagine what it was like for other families. We lost lost my father-in-law during the pandemic. I'm very sorry. Yeah, it was really tough not to be able to do the things you normally do in a funeral, right? Right. There's so many like restrictions. And so you and I may have had that ability to pay for certain things, maybe, but other families did not have that ability and so as a board member and as a community member I felt it was my responsibility to really open the door and so again fortunate to have support from Assemblyman Daly, Senator Umberg, Congressman Correa, local electeds. That's Um, great you guys came together. Mr. Palacio and I were the two board members that you know worked really hard with them and now the school district has uh, testing sites and vaccine sites at different school districts different school sites excuse me yeah and they continue that work. I'm very proud of the work that the district has done around that area. Now I know during the pandemic also food like kids are so used to coming to school right and eating there suddenly now you're home you don't have access to those things because I know you and I worked on a project before the pandemic with AC Green. Yes. We were doing the kids leadership camp in the summer and I remember you reached out to me and we talked and you said John I can provide some food through the school district for the kids this is a great camp yes. and and i remember you and i talked about how that was so important some of the kids in our community don't have access to those things on a daily basis right yes and you know john thank you for bringing that up and thank you for what you do in our community i know you're an alumni of santa Ana unified That's so right. i'm always so happy to have our alumni come back and do work for us and and be involved yes um thank you so Food, yes. The lack of food is a huge deal in our community. And during COVID, we had locations where people, families could pick up food yes. um, on a daily basis. So we packed food for up to three days for them. And we served well over a million meals. That's um, awesome. And yeah. so that is something that we did every single day. And also shout out to JFK because the bus service, they parked in certain apartment complexes and areas where the Wi-Fi was not strong enough for our children to have um, their 
Chromebooks work. Yes. And so when they said, yeah, we'll park in the apartment complex. And I said, will you take food too? Yes. And they're like, sure, Val, we'll do anything for you. And he's, so, he's also an alumni uh, from Century. Yes, he he's is. He's one of my former teammates. We were all teammates of football then. Yes, so, Kevin, Kevin, shout out. Yes, he did an amazing job during the pandemic. Yes. So shout out to him and yes. his organization. This is good to talk because I think obviously after the pandemic, we are facing a lot of like mental health, right? Issues of just people. It was it was a tough couple of years. Sure was. Uh, and I know that you've developed and allocated funding for fifty six wellness centers that provide mental health services through the district. Tell That's us about correct. that, please. Yeah, you know, as a board member, you implement policy, right, and allocate funding, and it's really the staff that do the great work. So I want to thank them. They've done amazing yes. work, and we have face staff that I want to thank them. Family, community engagement, and before we started opening, there was a group of us that went to Harvard spent a week there being trained and it was great to hear that Santa Unified was ahead of other school districts in that That's area. That's awesome. Way so to go. So they gave us great kudos and got our certificate and stuff. So I was one of the board members that went to that. So I'm proud to say, you know, I have that certificate of completion from yes. Harvard, right? Yes. But um, so we allocated funding for the wellness centers and it was just like a process. It took about three years to really roll them out and now they're running in full force and we have the family and community engagement staff present. They work with different organizations in our community and one of the biggest things is they're bringing in mental health services for our children and the district as a whole we have expanded social workers we've hired additional social workers therapists you know our counselors the ratio used to be like 1200 800 to 1200 kids per one Mm -hmm. um, counselor I really pushed hard for 250 to 1, and the board agreed, and so we voted. And now they're supporting 250 children to one counselor. Is that enough still? No, the number should be lower. But can we afford it? That's a different conversation, right? Wow. But at least we are now providing services that we were not doing previously. So I'm very proud of the work yes. that we've done at the district and the work that the district staff have done working around the needs of our children. As you may or may not know, we have a very high rate of children with mental health needs. Um, The pandemic keeping them home for two years was very traumatic for them, whether it was food, the rates of domestic violence went up, you know, sex, sexual abuse went up. Wow. Our kids came back to school. They were they were afraid to come back. Some a lot of, of them. anxiety, right? Lots of anxiety. Yes. Um, some suicide attempts, suicide ideation. So, sad. so wow. education has taken a different form. And so I hope that as I step off the board on November 8th, that the board continues to push for that. I'm a very loud voice for mental health services That's and for great. our community and our parents. And they all have my cell phone and they know they can call me. Yeah. I always tease them and say they put it in the bathroom right on the wall. <laughs> yes. But I'm a phone call or a text away for parents. So I hope that there will be another board member that will take that on because our parents and our students need to know that somebody's fighting for them. That somebody is their voice on the board. Um, we all need to have that. I remember you and I spoke once about there's a certain percentage in Santa Ana School District, it's really high, that are considered homeless. And yes. I remember I said, wow, that number seems so high, right? And you and I discuss 
what defines and maybe you can share that a, yes. a homeless I guess you could say community home or something and then I look back and I was like wow my family was considered one of those families when I was growing up because you have to meet a certain criteria right of how big your home is for the amount of children you have can That's, you share a little bit about, about that McKinney Vento children right okay. we have the highest rate of McKinney Vento children in the county actually and it's well over 6,000 students and that falls into the area of like if you're renting a room sleeping on the couch sleeping in the living room the garage I mean garage growing up me and a lot of friends I mean as as my mom doesn't like us to share we would convert the garages into like a room for us and the and the brothers it was a hangout place but before you know it we're like hanging there sleeping it was like the man cave because we didn't have enough rooms in our homes when we were growing up in Santa Ana and I never knew that that's how it's defined, right? Like, right. That's that's and, interesting. And, you know, similar to you, I, I slept in a room with five different, you know, five of my aunts. Yeah. And, you know, I am never a victim of that, right? Um, we were on government assistance. And I look at that as um, it's how we were raised. That's what, like, you talk about the garage, you know. Yeah. My grandmother's garage was a place, yeah, where my uncles hung out or we did and slept in there and, you know, did our homework in there. We would have qualified as McKinney-Vento families. So we're providing them with extra services, whether it's a bus pass. And now, as you know, hopefully, um, the community knows that there's free bus passes for all of our students now. That's awesome. Yes. Wow. And that's available to all students. That goes through the school district or yeah, something? No, it goes right directly to them. The student really? can just reach out and get a free bus pass. And the that's district great. will help you if they need help, if the parents need help filling out any of the forms or the students. Yes. But we do have a large number of McKinney-Vento students. Um and again, I, I don't like to say, you know, pobrecitos, right? We feel sorry of for course, them. Of course not. I always like to say, how can we help them rise up? You make a great point because I got to tell you, when I went to Chico State and I was in the dorm room that summer and I, I remember my roommate said to me, he was from Oakland. He said, John, he goes, you're making me look bad. And I'm like, why? He goes, it looks like you don't even sleep in your bed. Like you get up, you do your bed. And I remember saying with him, I don't know if you know, but this is the first time I actually have my own desk in my own bed mm. and he looked at me kind of weird like are, are you serious and I'm like yeah I grew up sleeping in a couch in my living room and so he was just shocked and I'm like and I didn't think of it as anything bad I actually thought it was cool because I had the TV in the living room <laughs> and I got to watch the little rascals I love Lucy like all the great shows you know and so it, like you said it's not playing the victim role right. but until you look back you realize wow that's that's interesting the life we grew up in right but it made you who you are John exactly it helped you develop into the man that you are and the way you raise your children and exactly. how you are in your community and you're a giver right so you give back so exactly. much and so it made me who I am um that's, that's you know true. we're different types of leaders you know some of us are in the trenches some of us are behind the scenes some of us are really pushing things through yes. and that's what we need we need all types nobody not everybody can be front and center and no, not everybody should be. You know, education has transformed after COVID and we need parents in Santa Ana to be deeply involved. Is that a challenge because of this? The communication, obviously by communication, I mean, I know a lot of them may not have internet or may not. I heard the communication can be challenging, right? I mean, I've yes. heard even things like when we did the AC Green camp, AC Green was frustrated because he's like, how can we can't sign up these kids before the camp? And I said, AC, they don't have internet. You want them to go online and sign up, but they don't have access to the computers, the internet. So how are we going to get them signed up? And we thought about putting like flyers like at the food trucks. Yeah. Like to let the families know that, hey, we're having a free camp for the kids and come eat, hang out and get some fun, you know, summer camp stuff. So 
those things are challenging for you. Yeah, you know, you have to think out of the box, right? I remember when we were transforming one of the schools we talked about, I was in a meeting with staff, and they're like, how do we do this? And I said, go to the laundromats and the apartment complexes. Put there up you flyers. Go. There you go. You know, I lived in many apartments growing up, and so I know that where do you go? You go to wash your clothes, and you see the messages on the wall exactly and so we were able to bring in and recruit kids from those messages on in the laundromats right in the stores um different places but i will say that all of our children have chromebooks and if they're unable to get in that's again why the wellness centers are there the parents actually have access to the use of them and so do our students and and so that's a great thing so when someone comes to one of these wellness centers for for people listening for the first time what happens that you arrive at the school and the wellness center is there yes. and they can just openly walk in? Well, no. So you have to get through the get through the front door. Basically, there's a Raptor for safety, right? Exactly. It's a Raptor device where they take your ID okay. and they check you. And we're looking to make sure that you know nobody's an active sex offender or exactly. has a restraining order. Of course. Um, and it's about safety. Exactly. Always number one safety for our, for our families and our staff and our students. And so then you say, you know, I'm I'm Valerie. I'm here. I'd like to participate in the parenting class that's happening or the computer class that's happening. There. Okay. So you sign in um, you get your rapture you get your ID and then you go to the wellness center and there's a family and community engagement staff there okay full time that's and great you can participate in different programs some of them have healthy how to cook in a healthy manner that's great diabetes some of them have parenting classes computer classes your kids going off your students going off to college how okay. to help them with financial so the wellness aid. center is like a platform of many things it's a hub it's a hub hubs yes wow yes and so you know, I love visiting them and going in there and seeing all the activity and it happens at different every school's center is different. It fits that need of that community. That's good to know. Yes. That's good Everyone to know. Everyone is different. And, and this the, is all high schools. No. Elementary schools have them as well. Elementary schools. Yes. I thought it was just in the high intermediate schools. Intermediate and high schools. Yes. Congratulations. That is Thank awesome. You. Thank you. That is awesome. Um again, I I was part of the the policy making yes. and the allocating the funding, the staff did the work. And wow. we have amazing staff at Santa Ana Unified that shout out to all the staff. That's right. Shout out to Shout them. out to all the teachers, yes. people that work at the district. Yes. It's hard yes. work. It is very hard work. Yeah. Um, and especially coming back, you know, going full circle back to COVID, coming back from COVID, you know, we had staff that had their own losses and their own trauma. And so for them to come back and still take care of our children, you know, hats off to them. I really appreciate all of them. Thank you so much. Now, you mentioned safety earlier. Let's go into a little bit about, you mentioned that, uh, the safety of the students, the safety of these environments, which of course, as we know, has become a big topic, right? Yes. Um, all over the U.S. and even other parts of the world. I know you've implemented, right, uh, more police officers to help out and be a part of. Can you share that with us today? Yes. Yeah, so, um, and thank you for asking about that. You know, um, as board president, the police department was at a level of, of max, which was 35 officers. Okay. Currently, it's at 18, so it's diminished. And so I'm hoping that we'll be taking it back up to 35 officers. So it's not having 
lots of police, right? It's just having the right amount. Santa Ana Unified is one of six school districts in the state of California that has a police agency. They're peace officers in the state of California, but their roles are different in the sense that they're there for the safety of our students, right, in our community and the surrounding area. When I was elected in 2014, we brought in body cameras, not because I felt that the officers were doing something wrong, but I felt for the protection of them and the protection of the community exactly. that they should be wearing body cameras. So we implemented body cameras even before Santa Ana Police Department did. Again, I believe in them, and I think that we should all wear them if we're in law enforcement, because if a complaint comes in, it's very easy to look at the camera, right, and see what actually happened. And quick, funny story, you know, we had a mom come in and, and want to file a complaint, and the police officers were sharing with me. that They said, okay. And then they showed the mom the video mm. of her son. It didn't happen the way he said it did. Exactly. And so I think she took her chancla off on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> Take care of business. Care not of that business. we're encouraging that. But, no, we're but we, not. we grew up in the chancla days. Exactly. We, 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 do, we do know that. And and to that point, we just saw that the lady from the Coco movie, the grandmother, passed away. Yes. And there was a big story about that, about the chancla, the right? Chancla. In the Coco movie, I don't right? Know about you, but I had the chancla <laughs> or the hairbrush, you know. And again, I'm not condoning it. Yes. But, um, but the know. cameras helped to show that, hey, this is, this is what really happened. That's exactly right. And so it was you know, different ending, right? The mom was very upset, and when she left, she was, you know, muchas gracias, thank you for sharing a video with me. You know, I'll talk to him when we get home. And so, um, and then sometimes if something bad does happen, at least we have the cameras there. So currently, we're also in the process right now of hiring district security officers. Okay. With all of the school shootings that are going around the country, as yes. you had indicated. Yeah. It's very you know, scary. It's very, very scary, very scary times. Yes. And it tells us really where we are, again, from a mental health perspective, but also from a leadership perspective, we need to ensure that the leaders at the school district understand that even though you may think it will never happen in Santa Ana, it's not that it'll never happen, it's when it's going to happen. Exactly. And so we need to be prepared and trained. And we have a police chief that's been with us now for about, I think, four months. Okay. And he's taking our officers through a whole new wave of training, which is really good, being prepared. We had an active shooter training that I was at, and I spent the day watching them, and I was very impressed. And Santa Ana PD, Santa Ana School Police, the sheriffs, um, the Orange County Terrorists Group, the fire department, so that we're prepared if something does occur. The district security officers, they're providing training for them as well. Parents need to feel secure that when they drop their child off at school, you're a parent, I'm a parent. When I leave my student or my loved ones at school, I want them to come home. Exactly. At the end of the day, I want them to come home. And as we know, school shootings or things that happen in school districts happen at many different school districts. It's not just the immigrant community. It happens everywhere. Well, good point, too, is it's giving support also to the school security. Like Damien's a good friend of mine. We played football together at Century. He's at Century, yeah. And he's at Century. He's been there for many years of security, right? If I'm in his shoes, it's good to know that, hey, I have the extension of these services to help us and be ready for something, right? Unfortunately, hopefully not horrible, but that makes them feel also that, hey, I'm gonna come home to my family, right? Yes. I have these services uh, ready to go, because I've seen that at events that we do at the schools, it's always good to see the extra security there. And it probably makes you feel comfortable, right? Of course. Yes, so you'll hear the rhetoric of, you know, we don't need security, we don't need police. I don't believe in that rhetoric because 
I'm boots on the ground talking to parents all the time and students, and they want to see security. They want to see not an abundance of police, but they want to see them there because then even though they're in the background, they feel comfortable knowing that they're there because if something happens, they know who to call. They know they're Mm going to respond very quickly. So it's really, it's, and, and as a board member, it's not my job, I believe. It's not my job in the last year, eight years that I've been serving to tell parents, no, we're not going to provide security because I don't believe in it. It's our job as elected officials to hear from the community. And what do they want? What do the parents want? And every time we've done a survey at Santa Unified in the eight years that I've been there, the top issue has been safety. Yes, of course. Top issue, hands down. So if you hear something different, I'll tell you that that is not accurate. And that's important, Valerie, because growing up in Santana myself, you know, I lived on Highland and Flower and I used to walk to Century. Oh. And uh, safety was always a concern <laughs> going through different areas. Right. And we laugh about it, but those were some pretty crazy tough years. But I also know that having officers at the schools helps as a student. You no longer see them as somebody else, or as right. an enemy. You start building that comfort mm-hmm. as opposed to when we were growing up, we are like, that's them and this is us. Right. You know, and now your teachers, your officers, they're part of your community. So I think that that plays a huge role. That is so important. And thank you for sharing that because I can just imagine what you had to go through to walk from yeah. Highland all the way to Century. Right? Oh, yes. I got some stories. Right. That's we for a different day. That. <laughs> That's a whole different day. But yes. Right. Um, you know, it's funny because one day Kevin from JFK was sharing, you know, how yeah. he had to walk home. Yes. Oh, yeah. And we were laughing. But it's true, you know. Yes. Um, and the police officers were separate, right? You didn't want to really engage with them. Yes. And now we have one of the largest Explorer programs around. That's great. You know, kids want to be part of the Explorers. You see on social media, our police officers interacting with our students. You'll always have the pocket of families that are not supportive. But we have that with everything, right? <laughs> um, and so, but the majority of parents and students are very happy to see security there and police or one or the other. Again, it is our job yes. right, when they're there with us at school to keep them safe. I'm proud of the work that Santa Ana Unified has done with the police department and with our security officers. Well, we're very proud of you, Valerie, for all you're doing in the community. Thank you. Muchas gracias. Thank you so much on behalf of the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and, and of course, our community. And, of course, again, thank you to all the teachers, everyone working the in the community, all the staff, uh, everybody behind the scenes that, yes, that people don't see. all of our classified staff. Shout oh, yes. out to them. Yeah. You know, the schools don't function without classified staff. You know? Exactly. And thank you to the teachers. And I'm going to miss them, but I'm not going anywhere, John. I'm going to still be in the community. <laughs> well, we wish you all the best. Thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, yes. And everybody listening, please continue to follow us on OCHCC.com, which is our chamber website. And, of course, all of our platforms from Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce Facebook to, of course, our Instagram, which is OCHCC. Where could they follow you, uh, Valerie? So I'm on um, Instagram. Okay. That gal, Val. Okay. And then on Facebook, I have... Um, Valerie Mesqua. Okay. I have another Facebook. Okay. Um, so definitely yes. look up Valerie Mesqua. You're going to see all her social media. And uh, if, if there's an email or something that people can email. Val at yahoo.com. Awesome. So if you have any questions, concern, 
definitely uh, you know follow her and uh, thank you so much on everything that you're doing in the community um, and we wish you all the best uh, again folks thank you for listening to our community podcast show powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce thank you Valerie thank you John wish you all the best thank you Paul take it away Well, there you have it. Another reason to tune in each and every time to meet our community, the Hispanic business community here in Orange County. Powered by the Orange County Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and Orange County's only community radio station, OC Talk Radio. Streaming live from our studios here at the University of California, Irvine's Deal Applied Innovations. 